Welcome to the Feel and Find Out podcast. I'm your host, Raquel DeLucia, and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and solo private practice owner. I have spent my career helping adults and couples understand themselves and their emotions so that they can be more authentic in their lives and relationships. I am here to help you find out who the F you are by actually feeling what you feel. It's time to change the way we view our emotions, our inner world, and the way we communicate so that we can thrive in our relationships, our businesses, and truly align with our felt sense of self. I am bringing you clinical insights from the therapy room, personal lived experiences, as well as some experts in the mental health industry and beyond. So take a deep breath and let's feel and find out. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Feel and Find Out. I'm so glad you're joining me today. And I want to thank everybody that has taken the time to reach out to me, um, sharing their thoughts and their insights after the episode uh, from last week about the emotional origin story. If you haven't listened to it, go check it out. Um, I really enjoyed getting to chat with some of you about your origin stories and insights that you had just from hearing me share about it. So I really would love to continue conversations after listening to this podcast. You can DM me on Instagram, the.raquel.delusia, and I will get back to you and we can talk all things feelings. Today, our topic is emotional maturity. I think this term gets used a lot, especially, you know, if you're talking to your friends about relationships and, you know, you might say to them, oh, he's just emotionally immature or she's emotionally immature. And I mean, I've said it many times. I think even in the therapy room, I'm hearing clients talk about their relationships and I'm thinking to myself, it really just comes down to a lack of emotional maturity that this person has. And talking about emotional maturity versus immaturity is not to shame anyone who's not emotionally mature. Uh, Guess what? Like six years ago, I was not very emotionally mature. Um, That is still, I've done a lot of work on that myself, but that takes some people their whole lives to attain. And there are reasons for that. And I have compassion for you. And so this is not meant to throw shade at anyone who might, you know, after listening to this, identify as emotionally immature. Or maybe you have someone in your life that you realize after listening, oof, okay. Uh, Yeah. Not as emotionally mature as I thought. So let's dive in just to this topic. Um, I define emotional maturity as the ability to feel, receive, and respond to emotions with intentionality and pause. I I made that up. I, I don't know if there's an actual definition of this. This just came to me after all the work that I've done uh, in the therapy room and you know just engaging with human beings in general. I think it all comes down to how do you feel your emotions, receive others' emotions, 
and then respond to others' emotions. The key words being intentionality and pause. So let's take this a step further. Signs of an emotionally mature individual. Say you're having a difficult conversation in which feelings are being expressed or exchanged. Can this person pause at hearing whatever difficult thing was shared? You know, maybe they're triggered by it. Maybe it did bring up feelings in them. Can they pause and reflect and notice what it brought up in them before responding to you? And when they do respond to you, is it with intentionality? So that's why those two words are so key here. Can they take accountability for whatever it is you're expressing? Can they own that sure they did that thing, said that thing, reacted in a way in which you then felt this? Can they own that? Accountability is an antidote for so many problems, particularly when working with couples. You know, accountability is the opposite of defensiveness. Just own your shit. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to do something that hurts someone's feelings. Just own it. Yeah, I did that. Wow. Okay. I did that and that hurt you. And I'm so sorry that happened. And here's how I will do better in the future. That's part of being in a dynamic with another person. Excuse my dog bark. What? Now they're all barking. That is a responsibility that we have as adults. Interacting with other adults is to own our own shit, take accountability for what we can. And to me, when people can do this, that is, a, that is one sign of being emotionally mature. Defensiveness is definitely a sign of emotional immaturity in the sense that you just want to protect yourself and you know, explain why what this person's feeling is wrong or doesn't make sense. Um, it's very emotionally immature. You know, whatever they're feeling makes sense to them. And it's okay to just take accountability for it, unless it's completely, you know, false. That's a whole different thing. You might want to check the person you're with. Like, are they being truthful? That's, that's like a whole nother element to a relationship. But if there is validity to what someone is saying, just own it. All right. That's, that's one sign. Moving on. The ability to self-soothe and co-soothe or co-regulate is a sign of emotional maturity. So when something happens in your life and you're feeling it and it's rough, can you soothe yourself? You know, can you, again, pause, take deep breaths, ground, orient yourself to your surroundings, remind yourself what's in your control. If you need to process it verbally, you know, can you ask a friend if they have space to chat with you? Can you write down what you feel? You know, can you take a walk, listen to music, read, <clears throat> cook, sing, dance, all of these things 
are self-soothing. You know, when we think of children, you know, small children, uh, babies, later stage of infancy and toddler, you want them to learn to self-soothe. We have this desire to always soothe their tears, their pain. And, and of course, there is space for that. There's a lot of space for that. But at the same time, they, they have to learn to do it for themselves. It is such a beautiful life skill that so many of us lack and just were not taught. So self-soothing, a sign of emotional maturity. Someone says, you know, I'm really upset right now. I've had a long day. I'm going to go on this walk. I'm going to go exercise and I'm going to ground myself. And then, you know, um, I can't wait to eat dinner, right? Also the ability to co-soothe, co-regulate. You see your partner, friend, someone in your life is distressed and maybe you're in a good space that day. Maybe you're grounded and calm and your nervous system is relaxed and at ease. Can you share some of that ease with them? Can you offer that to them? Can you sit with them in dark spaces, in emotionally charged energies? Can you just sit and lend your calm or your wisdom, or your comfort to this person. Okay, that would be co-soothing, co-regulating. Okay, that's, that's the second thing. So first, take accountability, self-soothe and co-soothe. Number three, are they self-aware? Self-awareness is so critical. You know, do they have insight into their behavior? Do they have insight into how they impact other people, into their moods, um, into the way they communicate and how that might be perceived or received by somebody else. Oftentimes, you know, the the very base thing you're going to get from going to therapy is self-awareness and insight. And it's important to realize that that doesn't just come naturally to many individuals. It takes a lot of practice and reflection and internal dialogues and connecting with self. And that's not always the most comfortable of spaces for people. But those who are self-aware are able to take pause when agitated and be intentional with their response because they know what's happening to them. They know that they're triggered. They know where that lives in their body. They know where their thoughts are going. They know where this could lead if they don't take a beat, take a pause, right? So self-awareness. Number four, does this person validate your feelings? So the emotionally mature person can hear you express a feeling and validate it. And that sounds like, okay, I hear that you feel this way. It makes sense that you're upset, that I was late. Instead of, well, I told you I was going to be late, so it makes no sense that you're upset. Think to yourself, you know, is this something that you struggle with or that comes naturally? I see oftentimes how difficult it is to just validate another person's feeling. Bring validity 
to what they feel in very simple ways. Okay, that makes sense. Or it's okay to feel that way. Even just, I hear that you feel upset right now. You may not agree. You may not even understand. But you can still honor that that's their feeling state and their experience. And you're giving them validation for it. Okay, and number five, the fifth sign of emotional maturity. Can they separate their feelings from the feelings of others? And this is kind of a big one. This is essentially saying, do they have boundaries around themselves? Do they have a boundary between what you feel and what they feel? Do they take on your emotion to the point where it becomes theirs? Or do they expect you to take on their emotion so that it becomes yours? Or is this their clear, defined line of, this is my feeling, that is your feeling? Just because I'm feeling this way doesn't mean you are. I also know that you may not understand what I'm feeling, but I can still own what I feel and know that it's mine and know that it makes sense to me. And I can express that with you in a way that feels like I'm honoring myself and my feeling state. I don't expect you to take that on. I don't expect you to fix it. My feeling versus your feelings. Okay, so those are the five signs of an emotionally mature individual. Some things that contribute to emotional maturity. So age, yes and no, right? I I know that as I've gotten older, so has my emotional maturity. However, that's not always the case. I've seen individuals twice my age who do not have any emotional maturity, Um, And so age, sometimes, but not always, that one's kind of gray. I wouldn't say that's a a definitive marker of maturity at all. As you know, um, there are many young people out there who are more mature than their their elders, right? So it's there, but it's not definitive. Another factor is lived experience. You know, when you've been through some shit, when you've felt some things, when you've seen some things, when you've gone through hardship, when you've overcome difficulties, when you've struggled, you develop a sense of emotional maturity, or you can, I should say. Also lived experience in relationship. You know, when you've had relationships, more than one, more than a few, and each one you learn something from about yourself, you're going to acquire more emotional maturity. Another component, you know, have you developed and exercised the muscle of feeling? So when you think about working out and, you know, when I used to work out with a coach, he would say, well, Raquel's older and and her muscles are more quote unquote developed. So she's going to grow them faster than say a person, you know, 10 years younger than me. It's similar with emotions. You know, have you have you sat with your feelings? Have you expressed your feelings? Have you located your feelings in your body? 
over and over again, much like putting in those reps at the gym, you know, to really build up that muscle of emotional maturity. Do you know yourself enough? Like, do you know how you're going to react in any given circumstance? Do you know what your triggers are? Do you know what really pushes your buttons? That kind of goes back to that self-awareness. Like when you've developed that understanding of this is how my muscle works, this, these are how my emotions work in me, you are able to you know, use them in a way more so as a tool, a tool for connection, a tool for communication, you know, rather than um, a hindrance or rather than an obstacle. And another aspect of emotional maturity or a factor would be failures. You know, what have you tried and, and failed at? And what have you tried again, right? Especially in relationships. You know, what are ways in which you learned that, you know, maybe you can't fight that way with people. Uh, maybe the way you approach conflict, uh, it doesn't work for everyone. Maybe you need to take some space and, and dissect where that conflict style comes from and what you can do to behave differently. Um, failures give us so much information about us. And I know my perfectionists out there are like, excuse me, what are you talking about? What failure? Uh, failure is not an option, but really it is our biggest lesson. You know, when we don't succeed at something, and if we're just talking about human interaction, when we don't succeed at relationships, um, even friendships, you know, not everything works out. Can you take what didn't and learn from it and grow? Okay, so let's now talk about some signs of emotional immaturity. Okay. Reactivity without the ability to pause. I think this is probably the most obvious um, sign because you know when someone is being reactive. You know, maybe you had a parent who was reactive and emotionally immature. Maybe you had a partner. You know, we know the term overreacting. Well, this is what I mean by reactive. Like everything, anything can get a big response because it's poking on buttons or hitting triggers inside this person that they have zero self-awareness of. So that would be another sign of emotional immaturity, a lack of self-awareness. You know, when you express, hey, I notice that this happens when you X, Y, Z, and they're like, that's not true. What are you even talking about? Like, they just cannot see it. They cannot see their own reflection. Okay. That would be a definite sign. The second sign would be egocentric feeling. So these are individuals where their feelings are all that matters, like completely consumed by their feelings. No one else's feelings can matter. And I, I use the term egocentric because I'm thinking of developmental stages, right? And young children are by definition egocentric. They, it's not that they are selfish. It's just they are meant to, their brains at that point are saying everything revolves around me. You know, that's just how they're wired until they grow up and mature cognitively and physically and emotionally. But some individuals, 
like we now understand, do not emotionally mature and therefore their feeling states are very egocentric, very based on themselves and not based on anybody else. Number four, inability to understand your feelings, meaning another person's feelings, um, and inability to validate. So like I said earlier, we're not always going to understand why a person feels the way they do, but this is someone who straight up acts as though, or even overtly states that they are incapable. Like I will not understand why you feel this way because it doesn't make any sense to me. You know, this is a sign of emotional immaturity, right? Like take a minute and let's see how we can cultivate some understanding of what this person is feeling or saying. And if we really can't, there is a mature way to say, you know what? I appreciate you sharing this with me. And I, I truly don't, you know, I can't connect with it in the way that, that you're feeling it, but I do hear you. And I know that when you feel this way, it means this. So emotionally immature people are not going to be able to do that. And that is what I have come up with as far as signs of immaturity. There are likely many more signs and I will be curious to hear from you guys. You know, if you think if I missed anything, right. Or if there's something that, that is glaringly obvious to you. Um, so please reach out. Let's have a further dialogue. But I do want to say that when individuals at any stage in their lives are confronted with trauma or any type of developmental disruption, it's going to lead to immaturity or an arrested development. So they are then stuck in that stage of development. They are stuck at that emotional age in which that thing happened. This is so, so common And that's why I said earlier, like I'm not throwing shade at anyone who struggles with emotional maturity because nine times out of 10, something happened to disrupt the natural progression of maturity that they should have experienced. And oftentimes this was trauma. This was a relationship injury growing up. This was lack of stable, you know, parents, caregivers, stable people in their life. And they didn't learn the tools or develop the skills to be emotionally mature. This can also go, you know, you can look at when an individual starts using substances heavily and that individual becomes addicted. I used to work in addiction and and so many times that adult would be operating from the emotional age of when they started their addiction. Like their brain was kind of frozen in time and they would behave in ways that were very young in comparison to their chronological age. So if this is you, if you feel like, you know what, I think I am emotionally mature or I at least can identify ways in which I've grown or ways in which I could grow more, or if you're the person who's like, damn, I'm pretty emotionally immature, you know, that's okay. That's perfectly okay. I applaud you for that insight, insight and awareness. Step one, right? You know, notice 
how this might come up in your dynamics and your relationships with partners, friends, family, at work, you know, your colleagues or your clients or your bosses, you know, I think it's really important. Just again, the power of pause is so profound. And I just love using the grammatical term alliteration when like three sounds go together. So I just used three P's in a row. (laughs) I'm going to nerd out a second. I always love that. The power of pause is profound. It's three P's. Alliteration with an A. Go look it up if you don't know it. Great tool. Anyway, if you can pause when you feel something, this will be, you know, the beginning of a pathway to finding emotional maturity, self-awareness, emotional regulation, self-soothing, validating others' feelings. You know, everything goes together, but it begins with that pause and trusting yourself enough to know that, that you can make that pause. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. Again, please connect with me on socials. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you for tuning in. I I hope to continue this journey with you. Take a deep breath. And remember, it's always okay to feel.